Amen, amen. And that's what we're going to talk about today, trusting in the Lord. We're, today we're going to go over life principle number nine, and it says, trusting God means looking beyond what we can see to what God sees. Father God, it is once again to become in your name to learn more about who you are and your wonderful works. As we continue to study and meditate on your word, we are getting more understanding of what you expect from us as we do life while we're here on earth. Let your spirit word my mouth and let every word that is spoken be spoken to glorify you. It is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. Uh, I am going to be going through for the uh, scriptures. It's going to be 2 Kings chapter 6, basically. That's where I'm. So you can write these scriptures down or you can follow if you want. But I'm going to give you the scriptures that we're starting with. And it's going to be, and all of them are on page uh 440 in the voice. So it's 2 Kings 6 through 11. I'm sorry, no. 2 Kings 6, sorry, 11 through 13. That's what I'm sorry, verses 11 through 13. And then you have 2 Kings 6, 15 and 16. Then you have 2 Kings 6 and 17. And then 2 Kings 6, 18 through 21. I also have Jeremiah 33, 3. That's page 926 in the voice. And another uh, scripture, 33, 3. Okay. And another one that we are familiar with, I didn't give the page number, but we are familiar with this. And that's Ephesians 3 and 20. That's the last scripture. Okay. Anybody need anything else? I mean, anybody skipping any scriptures? Need any scriptures given back? If not, okay, we can begin. Okay, now, have you ever found yourself waiting on God and he doesn't seem to be answering? I'm sure you have. I know I have. And it never seems to get any easier. It's so hard to keep moving and to trust what we can't see sometimes, especially when it looks like from our vantage point, we're headed straight to disaster. Mm. However, our father, he is always there, whether we feel his presence or not. Though we can't always see his hand moving, we can trust that God knows and sees every aspect of our lives. He never stops working on our behalf. While our circumstances change, God's attention and presence never do. No matter how hard we try, we cannot see what God sees. Hmm. So we have to put our trust in him because he sees the very beginning to the very end of our lives. Hmm. Our limited vision can hamper our belief in God's provision. Even when we don't see what God is doing, he's not ignoring us. The Lord always fights for his children. He makes a way for us regardless of what we see in our circumstances. The circumstances and obstacles we face can be overwhelming. 
But our God has resources that are unlimited and he knows what's ahead and he can and will handle any situation. Mm -hmm. Amen. Okay, so we're going to talk about, I call, I know a lot of people say Elisha, but my niece's name is Elisha. So I call him Elisha in the Piper. So, and uh, my sister just told me it's Elisha. So, okay. We're going to talk about Elisha and how God foiled the plans of the king of Syria so that he could not capture Elisha or the Israelites. Okay. In 2 Kings chapter 6, we see that the king of Aram wanted to go to war against Israel. The king gave instructions to those that served him and told them that he wanted a war camp at a particular place. In the meantime, Elisha sent a message to Israel's king, letting him know not to travel in that particular area because the Arameans were on their way. Time and time again, Elisha warned the king so that he was on guard about where he was to travel. So can you imagine what the king of Aram must have been thinking? He just knew that someone was a traitor in the camp and this made him angry. Okay. Second Kings 6, 11 to 13. Aram's king became greatly angered by this. He gathered his servants together. Which one of you has betrayed me and sided with Israel's king? It's none of us, my lord and king. The prophet Elisha, who lives in Israel, is the one who informs Israel's king of everything. Elisha somehow knows everything you say, even in the secret things you whisper in your private chambers. Find Elisha right away so that I may capture him. The servants found Elisha and informed Aram's king that Elisha was in Dothan. So Aram's king dispatched a great army of warriors along with many horses and chariots, and they encircled the city of Dothan that night. Now that the king has found Elisha, and he's the one that's giving away his secret plans, he wants to capture him. So he sends that great army to Dothan to, to lie in wait while they surround the city. Now in the natural, these, this looks pretty grim. A huge army surrounding a city, no way of escape, so it seems. And in the natural, this is what the servant of Elisha is looking at because he cries out to Elisha, have you looked over at the hopelessness of the situation? He just cried out, oh Lord, what are we gonna do? What is there to do? There is nothing we can do. There is just no way out. Have we ever done that? Have we ever thought our backs are against the wall? There is nothing we can do. I see no way out. Of course, we can't see no way out. In our own thought processes, we can't see it, but God can. His thoughts are not ours and his ways are not ours. They are much higher. And he has seen everything way ahead. And we just cannot in our minds comprehend that. But we can trust that he knows exactly what he's doing and only he knows what the end is going to be. Isaiah 55 and eight. My thoughts are not your thoughts. They're nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you can imagine. Here again, we can't imagine what God's thoughts are. They're way, way ahead of us. Like I said, he knows the beginning and he knows the end. He always was and he always will be. Mm -hmm. 
There's no match for that. Second mm -hmm. Kings 6, 15 and 16. The servant of the man of God woke up early and went outside. There he saw a great army, along with many horses and chariots encircling Dawson. <gasps> Master, what are we going to do now? And this is what Elisha said. Have no fear. We have more on our side than they do. Now, imagine this. Can you imagine what Elisha's servant was thinking at this time? Because I was like, you know, I said, he probably thought, what in the world is this man talking about? I don't see nothing. <laughs> Has he literally lost his mind? Mm -hmm. Did somebody hit him in the head while he was asleep? Mm -hmm. Nope, not at all. In the natural, you cannot see spiritual things unless God empowers you to. And this only comes when you make a conscious decision to give your life to Christ mm -hmm. so that transformation can begin in you. Mm -hmm. Second Kings 6, 17. Oh, eternal one, I ask you, please allow my servant to see heavenly realities. Mm -hmm. The eternal awakened Elisha's servant so that he could see. This is what he saw. The mountain was covered with horses and chariots of fire surrounding Elisha. Yes. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he saw the hills full of horses and chariots. Wow, look at this. They're protected all along, but the servant didn't see it because he didn't know about it. All around Elisha were thousands of angels surrounding and protecting him. Mm -hmm. What an amazing scene that must have been. And what an awesome glimpse into the supernatural that must have been. Elisha's servant could not see the full picture until God opened his eyes. Mm -hmm. King Aram's army was no match for God's heavenly army. Amen. Second Kings 6, 18 through 21. When the army approached Elisha, he prayed, eternal one, I ask you to blind these people. The eternal one blinded them just as Elisha had requested. Elisha said to the army, you're wrong. This is the wrong path and the wrong city. I will lead you to the person you are really after. Elisha then led them to Samaria. When he arrived in Samaria, he says, oh, eternal one, I ask you to allow these men to see. The eternal awakened the men so they could see. This is what they saw. They were in Samaria. The king of Israel saw them. The king of Israel said to Elisha, do you want me to slaughter these men, my father? Shall I slaughter them? Elisha said, no, do not slaughter them. Would you really slaughter men whom you've had captured with your sword and with your bow? Set the table and fill it with bread and water. Let them eat and drink and return to their master. Wow. <laughs> mm. This is exactly what Elisha did. He called out to God without hesitation. And Jeremiah 33, 3 and, 33, 3 and says, call unto me and I will answer. And I will tell you of great things and show you things that are beyond what you could ever imagine. Things you would never have known. That was that army that was out there. Who would have known about that? God had a whole heavenly host of angelic warriors 
who could have destroyed the whole Syrian army, but that did not happen. Elisha asked the Lord to blind the eyes of the army, which rendered them helpless. And then they followed him to Samaria because Elisha told them he would take them to the man that they were looking for. So when they got to Samaria and the king of Israel's waiting, you see that the king already wants to just slaughter the entire army. But first he did ask Elisha's permission and Elisha did not want any harm to come to the Syrian soldiers. Who would have imagined that Elisha would forbid the Israelites to kill the, the Syrians? Who would ever have entertained the thought of putting on a banquet for the entire Syrian army? In obedience to Elisha's command, the entire army was fed. After they were fed, the Syrian soldiers are released to return home, which brings an end to the attacks on Israel. What a true blessing. What a way to win a war. Not by defeating your enemies, but by feeding them. Mm -mm. All of us who live for Christ, we're in a daily battle with a common enemy who was sitting back and planning his attack. How wonderful it is to know that we have a God who was so powerful that he has an army of heavenly soldiers that will defeat the enemy every time. We are never alone and left on our own. It is God who fights our battles and he never loses. We can't measure our problems against our ability to handle them because the enemy will only use our senses to magnify what we're going through. When we open our spiritual eyes and fix them on Jesus, this will help bring back to our remembrance what was done in the past, how he brought us forth from some very difficult situations and we can keep it moving and we don't have to look back. However, if we do look back, it's to look back and see how far he has brought us from that very experience. We should thank God for his wisdom, his power that he provides for us daily. He is willing and able to rescue us from the jaws of defeat and will do whatever is necessary for us to triumph when we obey him. Amen. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. We give you glory. We give you honor and praise. We thank you for your loving kindness toward us, your grace and your mercy toward us. Father, we know you always have what's best for us in mind. So we need your help to trust you even the more and have the faith in you to obey whatever you tell us to do. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen.